What's up, 94 Club? It is I, James Hoover, your friend, your pal, your podcast host, your enemy. Well, there's there's a few of you that probably consider me your enemy. And uh, to those people, go fuck yourself. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. <sighs> anyway, I am very, very, very sick. Uh, I'm sorry if this podcast is going to lack energy. It's going to lack spunk. I don't like the word spunk. Why did I say that word? Because that word means two different things. I, I think we can both agree. The spunk I'm referring to is pep, happiness. Yeah, he's spunky. The other one, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to go there today. But yeah, I've been rather ill, and I think this is just karma. Because uh, through November, December, January, we had a really bad cold and flu season strike around here. Probably act by the looks of it, by by the articles that I read and stuff like that, it probably struck the entire country pretty hard. Like, we had fucking people in their 30s just dying of the flu. I mean, not very many, but, I mean, they were out there. So me also being a man in my 30s for... A little while longer yet. <laughs> oh god, I'm getting old. Uh, that was kind of scary, but I'm very sick. Uh, t- to the point where uh, I didn't get out of bed for about a day and a half, and I sat and I pounded through uh, Bates Motel. I got all the way through the series, and holy shit! I'm after a while, you're just watching a show like that. You're just you don't dislike it. I really like the show. It's one of my favorite shows that I've seen in a good long while. But it's almost like a sigh of relief when it's over. You're like, oh, God. I don't have to watch these insane people suffer anymore. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, this is kind of karma. And uh, in, in in the middle of that, I think I'm in a mental breakdown, too. I started to do this show. I got about ten minutes into it, and I realized, holy shit, it's Thursday. Um, and I do have the day off today, and uh, started to do this podcast and realized, oh, holy shit, it's garbage day. And I was reminded of that when the garbage truck was like rattling my house and all kinds of glass bottles breaking outside. I was like, oh, God, it like, just ruined it. But it was only uh, like 10 minutes in, so I decided... I could probably do the show a little bit better anyway, because when I recorded that, when I was just waking up, and I tend to go, uh, a lot, and it was really, really, really noticeable in that one, just every sentence, uh, and, uh, 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 and now that I say it, when I do it, you're just going to notice it more, so, whatevs, but, I would say that my decision making right now is probably questionable to say the least. I'm a little on the insane side. I'm not thinking real straight. I'm a little foggy-headed. And it it causes me to make decisions like this. You are listening to Across the Line, a TNA podcast with your host James Hoover.
For those of you who don't know what that sound means, it's like, what the fuck is that? That's weird. Because I do have quite a few people that have just recently joined me. Um, Hello to all those people. But when I first made my podcasting start, I did a TNA wrestling podcast. It is now Impact Wrestling, and much like... When the WWF switched to WWE, I'm going to have to wean myself off of TNA and start calling it Impact Wrestling. And I'm going to screw it up, so don't get on my balls too much. You know, raise up off my nuts when I uh, say TNA, because it's going to take me a little while. I'm just, I'm just a guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a professional. This, I'm a Mark. This is a Mark podcast. But yeah, early in 2011, I started doing. Uh, across the line, which is uh, which was a TNA now Impact Wrestling podcast, and whenever I actually sit down and watch Impact Wrestling, <coughs> which I've been doing a little bit more of now, I think this week was the first time I just sat and just watched a show in its entirety. I'm like, I'm gonna give this my full attention. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out the stuff that that I like. Because uh, one of my and one of my cardinal rules on across the line when I'm doing the Impact Wrestling podcast is I don't really like to make a comparison to the WWE, unless it's there's like no other way around it. Because I like uh, I like doing this show all alone on an island. Because if you start comparing it to the WWE, then it's then it just it, it becomes less about Impact Wrestling then, and I want the focus to be on the product that the show is about. And plus, I got really irritated throughout the entire run of that show whenever I'd ask the question to the listeners. I'd be like, what do you like about Impact Wrestling? Almost all of them, and I'm not kidding about this, almost all of them involved, well, I just don't like the WWE product. And I don't know what voice I was doing there. That's my... That's my... uh Internet Mark complainer voice. Well, I just don't. I don't like that. What accent is that? Am I doing like? That's probably like just straight Texas. Well, howdy, partner. I'll tell you what I don't like. It's that WWE. I don't like it. It's boring and it's and it's for the children. I like my Impact Wrestling. Um. And, and that's fine. Like that's, and I'm not even saying that that opinion is incorrect. If if you are watching WWE and you don't like it and you shut it off and you go find something else to watch, like Impact Wrestling, that's legitimate. I just want to stay away from the comparison uh, because usually when people say I I just don't like WWE, I like Impact Wrestling. It's me, Angry Internet Mark. From Texas. <laughs> uh, when they're saying that, they don't have anything to back it up. I'm like, well, that's cool that you don't like the WWE, but what is Impact Wrestling giving you that the WWE isn't? Usually I don't get too much conversation. It's just they're watching Impact Wrestling to be anti-establishment. And f- fuck, dude, I completely get that. I 100% get that. My entire life has been built on the platform of being anti-establishment. If you listen to uh, my podcasting over the last couple of years, it's been 
me trying to always take a contrarian point of view sometimes. Well, not always taking a point of view sometimes. That was a really badly phrased sentence. But, you know, like now I'm on this kick of, man, I really hate wrestling marks and shit like that, which is uh, absurd because I'm a mark on the internet with a podcast. So, but yeah. Uh, but usually those, uh, those kind of anti-internet mark conversations usually, uh, revolve around weird opinions, like, I hate Roman Reigns. Well, why do you hate Roman Reigns? Because they're shoving, it's me again, I'm back, Texas internet angry mark. I hate Roman Reigns because they're shoving him down my throat. Cool, blame Roman Reigns for that. Whatever. You don't make any sense. And, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I find myself pulling back on that, especially when he's headed to WrestleMania in the main event. Anyway, that's it. I just get done saying I don't talk about WWE, the, the WWE on my TNA show, but I'm, I'm so, I'm so sick, guys. <laughs> so sick. I don't feel well. I'm just trying to point out the fact that I'm a hypocrite, and I'm a hypocrite just like uh, anybody else is. So when somebody says, uh, I like TNA because I don't like WWE, I think that's hypocritical. Uh, And when somebody says, I don't like Roman Reigns because they're shoving him down my throat, that's weird. Maybe hypocritical is the wrong word, but anyway, we're really rambling. This is off to a rambling start. I said I sat down and I I watched the entire episode of Impact Wrestling this week, so there's only... I, I need to press a button, don't I? Gregory, you know what button I'm going to press right now, don't you? You're you're anticipating it. You can, you can feel that thought entering your brain. You're like, yes, I know what's coming, and then it goes down your spine and into your loins, and then your loins fire with passion as you hear... And you know what else is busted? Gregory's nut. That's right. That's uh, that's probably me and Gregory's favorite part of Impact Wrestling: the breakdown, shakedown, takedown. You're busted. This particular show started off, and I'll say this, at least they got the worst of it over with early. I I like EC3. I don't love him. I like him. But the first match out of the gate is Tyrus defeating EC3. After EC3 uh, fucks around the entire match, comically just oversells everything, just the facial expressions and the, whoa, no, I'm chicken shit heel, man. Uh, The best part of this match was the I like cheese sign in the crowd. That was pretty good, but it's fine. We all know know where EC3 is right now. EC3 could end up as uh, the next NXT North American champion, and if that is completely foreign to you, ignore it. And just just move on with your life. I don't like to I don't like to do spoilers on the show, especially when you're doing an impact wrestling show. You have to be very careful about that because I think uh, I think they have now taped all the shows 
that will air between now and June of 2021. Um, but yeah, there's nothing to say about this match, and I'm not a guy who's gonna break down moves and everything. There's there's plenty of there's plenty of of uh, of sources that you can use to talk about wrestling moves and work rate and shit like that. Like I don't like talking about that. I don't like giving star grades on matches. Like, I think I went through a phase like that, and it just didn't feel good, because I thought maybe that's what the fans would want. But we're not going to do that here. I'm going to talk about uh, goofy shit that I, that I, uh, that I like and don't like. Uh, I'm going to talk about entertaining things. You can, if you want to watch great wrestling matches, watch great wrestling matches. I like them, too, so long as they're not an hour and five minutes long or whatever. Uh, after that... We get a little promo package with OVE. Uh, I still don't understand OVE. They're not. I've seen them like two or three times, and they're just—they're not clicking with me for some reason. I—I don't think they're—I don't think they're—they're bad. I just like I'm like, what is that? Like it's just—it just seems like like generic rebels. And this promo just solidified that for me because it was a promo, of course, because there's three of them. So it's officially a faction. And what does a bad faction do when they they form within a wrestling promotion? They say, we're taking over everything. You know, I lived in the NWO era. I grew up there. Like, I became a man. I lost my virginity during the NWO era. Oh, wait a minute. No, I did lose it before then. Okay, that was... Okay, um... Yeah, no, I lost it a few years before then. Anyway. But I grew up. I became an a functioning young adult during the NWO era where... Uh, that was a takeover, and then DX was taking over, and then there was an invasion, and then there was this, and then, of course, like, the BWO made fun of that by saying, we're taking over, and and then, like, they, they did a, a, a Wolfpack kind of reunion in Impact Wrestling back in the day, and Kevin Nash came out with it, just like, yeah, dude, hey guys, we're here, <sighs> we're taking over, you know how this goes. And, like, that was the jumping the shark moment for the phrase taking over for me. So whenever I hear, like, a, you know, we're we're here and we're taking over everything, just, I just go, ugh, just stop. Stop it. All right, it's a joke now. It jumped the shark. It's O-V-E-R. <laughs> nothing. Nothing on that. No, that was a funny joke. You see, it was O-V-E, that's the name of the group, and I said it's O-V-E-R, spelling over, taking over, nothing, all right, uh, here's, now, here's where the part of the show that I kind of get a little bit excited, because I see, uh, AAA Latin American champion, El Hijo del Fantasma, now, if I mispronounce that, I am very sorry, I am uh, an uneducated white American from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I I I I am very very unfamiliar on where I should put the accent on all these words and shit like that. So El Hijo del Fantasma, 
defeats Braxton Sutter. Now it's Sutter, right? It's not Suter because we got a pitcher here in Milwaukee named Brent Suter, but I think it's pronounced. I think it's spelled different. I think in this case, um, it's Sutter, as in like butter, but with an S. I think that's the way it's spelled. Can we just call him uh, Sraxton Butter? I think that's a better name. Braxton Sutter is a dumb name, but I like. I he was. Uh, oh fuck! Now I forget what he what his name was before. Um, Pepper Parks. That's what it was. I was a fan of his. Like I think he's. I think he's. I think he's legit. Uh, he didn't look very legit here. Uh, he gets beat by El Hijo del Fantasma. And uh, then he grabs the mic. And now he's basically cutting the kind of cookie cutter promo about I'm a I'm a baby, I'm a I'm a I'm a whiner, and I'm a heel, so I'm being disrespected and I deserve things. Even though you just saw me get pinned in the middle of the ring, I deserve things. And then continues about being disrespected, and then Brian Cage comes out and disrespects him right in the ass, pretty much. Uh, he destroys him, and there's two things I want to say that I, I, I like about Impact Wrestling watching this show so far. Number one, I don't pay much attention to dirt sheets, so I didn't know that Brian Cage was in Impact Wrestling. That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a Brian Cage fan. I think that dude is is jacked. I think he's agile. I think he has the look. Like, I look at him and go, well, I can't, I can't beat that guy up. That guy would, that guy would have his way with me, both physically and probably sexually if he wanted to. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see Brian Cage in there. And, and let's just talk about the elephant in the room, okay? Can we talk about this for a second? Whenever anybody starts to look impressive in Impact Wrestling, you immediately go, well, he'll be in NXT within the next 12 months. And if you're an Impact Wrestling fan, that's that's kind of that that kind of has to be okay. I'm getting a text. All right, what, what's happening here? I'm getting notifications about Facebook posts in the lower right hand corner of my screen. Okay. Anyway, I'm shutting that off because I don't want that disrupting the podcast. But yeah, um, that's got to be annoying for Impact Wrestling fans to know that if you succeed, the guy's probably leaving. Because who do we got leaving? We got Chelsea Green. I think she's gone. Uh, Bobby Lashley, EC3. Uh, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything here. If I am, I apologize. You'll 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 forgive me. But um, the second thing I like is there seems to be kind of this influx of talent between Impact Wrestling and other promotions. Now, that's super cool. I think it just kind of freshens everything up. Um, unfortunately, if they're not around very long, it's not like you can make interesting stories out of them, but you know what? You, it's, it's the lay of the land right now. You're not going to have long-term stories with long build anymore in Impact Wrestling, I don't think. We'll, we'll see. But... Um, in not very many instances, I think that that's probably correct. Um, that another example of that is uh, right uh, the Friday before WrestleMania. It looks like they're going to have a Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling kind of show, which is again that's a gr- that's that's great. I like that. I like that quite a bit. I wish there was more kind of friendly interactions amongst the wrestling promotions instead of trying to just 
you know, dick everybody out of the opportunities to go and be seen and get yourself over, you know, to use a uh, smart mark lingo, you know, and, uh, and make a few extra dollars and, you know, pl- you know, please a few extra fans here and there. That's, that's pretty cool. Another video package, we see Matt Seidel capturing the Grand Championship, and he's, I guess, challenging later on down the road for the X Division title. But can I... Uh, let me show a little bit of my ignorance here. All right, I haven't been keeping up 100% with the Impact Wrestling uh, product. The product. Now, was the Grand Championship that, that, that deal where you had, like judges like a boxing match and if that was the case did they get rid of that now and when did that happen those are questions i pose to you the impact wrestling fans and when did they get rid of the six-sided ring and speaking of gregory he hates the six-sided ring i I, like i just i don't even notice to be honest with you like it doesn't it doesn't bother me i would rather it be four-sided at this point, because of how many of the performers have come out and said, no, we'd rather it be four-sided because the, the six-sided ring is a little harder to take bumps on. Like, at this point as a fan, I just, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I, I really, I, I know that I sound like a like a snowflake, but I just, I want to see these guys, like, now in, in the, what do I, how do I, how do I phrase this? In today's day and age, we not only get to experience the characters that these people are performing, but with social media and everything, we become invested in the people themselves, which is why I say wrestling is still pretty real, but it's in a completely different way. Like before, you thought the characters that the people were playing were real. Now, there are real people playing characters, and when something bad happens to those people, we tend to get a little more emotionally impacted rather than just experiencing joy or hatred depending on the, 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 what the characters are doing on TV. Does that make any sense? Anyway, um, Christ, I don't even know where I was going with that, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, where was I going with that? Jesus. Yeah, I said the Grand Championship was, uh, it was like, uh, you know, when did they get rid of that? Or when did it change? Or, or did it change? And I just missed it. But anyway, speaking of cool, cool gimmicks, Joseph Park. I, I found the Joseph Park and, uh, Abyss thing to be highly entertaining. And I still love to see Joseph Park on the TV. I like pop every time he's on. And, and in this case, Congo Kong defeated Joseph Park and, um, pretty easily. And then after the match, Jimmy Jacobs comes out and chokes out Joseph Park pretty much. Oh, damn near chokes him to death. And then yells at him to bring out Abyss. I want to see Abyss. So here's the question I have once again, my, my friends. Since I uh, I'm not really up on the uh, on the, uh, on the product as I should be. Back when uh, when this gimmick whole the, this whole Joseph Park thing first started, like the fun of it was we were all in on it, right? We knew that Joseph Park was Abyss, but 
Joseph Park himself didn't know that he was Abyss. Has that changed now? Does Joseph Park know that he's Abyss and like he's just afraid that like, oh, I don't want Abyss to come out? Like, is that the deal? No, because I mean, either way, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not hating that. I'm just saying that after watching a lot of Bates Motel, which is a show entirely revolved around somebody with split personality syndrome or disorder, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what more you can do with the Joseph Park and Abyss thing. Is that fair to say? It's entertaining, but man, once, once the cat's out of the bag, once Joseph Park already knows he's Abyss, like that's pretty much the end. Like, and that was the thing about Bates Motel that, I, and I don't know why I keep going back to this. It's just so fresh on my mind. I just got done watching the last episode, like a few hours ago. You're you're constantly waiting for that moment in that show where you're like, oh, pretty soon he's gonna realize, oh fuck, it was me all along, and uh, eh, whatever. I don't want to spoil the show in case you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix in its entirety. You can watch the whole run of it. Uh, then we come up with a, a, a skit uh, near a pool with, who is this, Trevor Lee and Caleb Conley. Am I right about that? Does that make sense? I thought, I, I I wrote that down, but I thought I wrote it down wrong. But then Conan shows up with LAX, and I wasn't, this was at the point where I was trying to make dinner. Uh, but I, I saw two two guys, I'm assuming it's members of LAX, dressed up as like a shitty version of the Conquistadors. And then tosses Lee and Conley into the pool. What? Whatever. All right. I I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I'm just assuming that LAX is feuding with these guys now. The last I saw, LAX was feuding with um, OVE, uh, and that apparently is over now. Um, saying um a lot again. Which is me, whenever whenever you hear me say um quite a bit, it means I'm distracted and I'm looking at something else. Because I'm actually, like, reading my Facebook shit while I'm doing this podcast. Because I went on a, I think I just have had enough of politics on Facebook. And I, and I put this, and this is, I think this is a good question. Why do you set up a, a public kind of human interaction site like Facebook or Twitter. You choose to participate. You follow all kinds of people. You add your little friends and family on Facebook. And then all you do is make comments and posts that will immediately irritate and divide those people that are following you. Yeah, so now whenever anybody makes stupid political debate, like I don't even care what the politics are. If I agree with your politics, I don't care. Like that doesn't matter. I live my life how I want to live my life. Whether it be pro or anti-gun or pro or anti-abortion or pro or anti-impact wrestling. (laughs) It doesn't matter, man. Like I I, I just, I'm, I'm just done with hate for now. I just want to have some fun. I want to talk to you motherfuckers about impact wrestling. I don't want to get all ticked off because my 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 buddies on Facebook who never talk politics 
to anybody's face ever are like, hey, I'm going to post this snarky political meme. Blech. Up next, we have Rosemary <laughs> defeating Hanaya, the Huntress. Huntress. I think I said Huntress. This isn't Pinterest. It's Huntress uh, via the Red Wedding. Uh, Rosemary is probably the most over character on the show, at least to me. And I think you could probably argue that she's probably the most popular person on the show. I think that that's, I think I think that that's a safe opinion to have. And if I'm wrong, and if you disagree, I'd love to hear who's the most popular person on that show. I think it's Rosemary, and I want to hear your alternate theories. But she's my favorite, and uh, she beats uh, Hanaya the Huntress. And then cuts like a scary version of the I want the title promo, you know. And then Taya interrupts. Uh, She cuts a version of the I want to beat you up for reasons. Yes, the reasons promo. And then um, they they kind of disperse. Rosemary's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the catering and get some food. And she just kind of nonchalantly just turns her back. And, like, this is taking too long. And it was kind of uncomfortably put together. And then, of course, Taya jumps. And then she hits her. I I don't remember the something of Valhalla is her finisher. And hits it on the ramp. And then that's it. So we're going to get Rosemary versus Taya Valkyrie at some point. That's awesome. Like, I'll, I'll watch that. And then... I see a little bit of a video package for uh, Laurel Van Ness. So I have to ask this question. Or I have to at least bring this up as another positive for Impact Wrestling. I love the fact that all the knockouts right now, you got Laurel Van Ness, you got Rosemary, you got this uh, Hanaya the Huntress who comes out like... (laughs) Like she just killed a wolf and is wearing its carcass for warmth. And Taya Valkyrie, who's like straight out of like Game of Thrones. And you got Allie, who is... I don't know what that gimmick is, but at least she's somewhat unique. I still like her better as Cherry Bomb. The Allie character doesn't resonate with me. And I've said this over and over again. Just because it doesn't resonate with me doesn't mean it's not good. It's a good gimmick. It's just not for me. And neither is the Laurel Van Ness thing, really. But um, I did a whole, like, damn near a whole podcast uh, earlier, like, within the last week of Chelsea Green, a.k.a. Laurel Van Ness. So, obviously, uh, I'm a Chelsea Green fan. And I gotta say, is that Laurel Van... Is that actually... Do you think that's actual lipstick that she keeps putting, like, around her lips and missing horribly? I'm just wondering what that actually is. Is it actual lipstick? It's campy. Like, maybe it's Kool-Aid? I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. But I do love that, like, all the women seem to be gimmicks. And, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm gimmick-starved. So the knockouts division is always... it's It's been a plus for Impact for a while now. And that's of course, leads to the question. Wow, Rosemary is really successful... NXT Colin, I don't know, but yeah, now we have a wedding ceremony. Laurel Van Ness is marrying 
of the Knockouts Championship belt. No, I, I didn't misspeak. She's marrying the belt. Uh, I don't know. Like, this, this was ridiculous, but at the same time, I watched it. I smiled. I left that segment in a better mood than I went in. But uh, Braxton Sutter interrupts, so we get him again. And he begs Laurel Van Ness to take him back. Now, I missed where Laurel, the Laurel Van Ness crazy character was created. From what I can gather is they had a, a wedding ceremony on the show between Braxton Sutter and Laurel Van Ness. Braxton Sutter... Uh, fucked her over and left her at the altar. Laurel Van Ness was then created uh, as a crazy, wacky bride. Now, I jumped back in like six months ago, and she was like, gonna marry Grado, too. And like, that didn't happen. Now she's marrying the championship belt. And I don't know if it's official. I don't know if they're officially a, uh, a, a committed couple yet. But this... Uh, this whole thing went south pretty pretty quickly uh, with Braxton Sutter coming out, Laurel Van Ness screaming, no, 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 like she's not taking him back. And then Allie dresses the cameraman, attacks her from behind, and ruins yet another beautiful wrestling wedding ceremony. Um, I'm trying to think of where I stand on this. Like, I'm trying to formulate a thought here as I go along. And, you know, I don't script this show. I don't really, uh, I have notes in front of me. But I don't really, like, I just kind of react to what I say. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide, like, are we pretty much done? Can we be done with wrestling weddings? Like, but at the same time I say that, I'm like, they're always fun. It's always a fun part of the show. Is it just, is it an overdone trope? It's kind of like contract signings. You know they're going to go wrong. And th- that's one where I'm like, I, I can be done with contract signings. Weddings, I'm not so sure. What do you, what do you guys think? Or should we be done with this? Should there be zero weddings going forward in wrestling? Or is it something that's, that's, that always delivers as being entertaining and ridiculous? So let's keep, let's keep going. I'm kind of divided. I don't know. I fall somewhere in the middle. Main event time. Oh, boy. And I got to be honest, this whole thing probably sparked me to uh, check out the show this week. Because when you tape your shows ahead of time, stuff gets out. Stuff gets out in the ether. Lands on your computer screen. And you're like, what the fuck happened here? Now, I don't... It's Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards. And everybody knows... I'm a Sammy Callahan fan, but everybody knows even more, I'm not really an Eddie Edwards fan. I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I, 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 I don't really like Davey Richards that much anymore either. I don't, I don't know. Like, they're just, they're good wrestlers. But uh, it's probably because, like I said, I'm kind of gimmick-starved, so I'm looking for entertainment not necessarily great 20-minute matches. And I don't remember who wins this. And honestly, who cares? Because the big story here is Sammy Callahan recklessly 
accidentally, I'm going to assume accidentally, correctly, but I'm going to assume, allegedly, ruining Eddie Edwards' eyeball and uh, apparently broke his nose with a fucking ball bat. Now I'm going to talk about this a little a little bit later on in the dirt sheet, but that's where the show ends. So let's let's sum up some thoughts here. I think Impact Wrestling's got some interesting things going for it. Like I said, I love the fact that uh, the Knockouts division seems to be very gimmick and entertainment heavy. I love Rosemary. Uh, she's probably in my top three to five favorite women's wrestlers on the planet right now. Uh, the Laurel Van Ness gimmick is is entertaining. Again, it's something where I can see that it's good. It just doesn't click with me. The same thing with Allie. Um, Ty Valkyrie I'm a big fan of as well. Uh, I'm going to have to see more of what she's doing in Impact Wrestling to know whether that whole gimmick is going to stick with me or not. But at least I, they're trying shit. And that's the cool thing about Impact Wrestling is you watch the show... And you can tell that effort is being put in. And whether it ends up hitting or missing, you got to appreciate the effort. And like I said, I also like the fact that we're getting a lot of cross-promotional stuff. Uh, I was really excited to see Phantasma on the show. I'm like, oh shit, this is great. Like they're having a little AAA crossover. Nice, nice. But, um... You know, it's in it's it's in this kind of soft, spongy state where you're like you see a couple people on the show that you know are gone, and it's kind of sad. But this is this is Impact Wrestling right now. It's going to be more of kind of like a, a televised indie promotion than a you know we got all these people locked down for the next year or two. Let's build long storylines. And then, either way, like Impact can use that to their advantage. There's no doubt about that. They can do quick-hitting, fast-moving stories. And there is, a like like I said, I think, in my opinion, as, as a fan watching that, I think you can make that work. I think you can have just fast, in and out, just this guy shows up or this lady shows up, and boom, big story, and then it's over, and then one of them or both of them is gone. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with fast-paced storytelling, and let's get the fuck in and out of here. There's nothing wrong with that. So overall, I mean, the show has, I mean, the show to me, like, it it has problems. There, I'm not going to just sit here and say that it was a perfect show. But I am going to sit and watch the next one where it, it sounds like it's kind of like almost a, a televised pay-per-view. Like, a, a lot of titles are on the line. So uh, maybe I'll watch that and we'll get into that next week. How's that sound? Where are we at for time? Right about 40 minutes. Jesus. I rambled quite a while, and there's going to be more rambling. Don't worry. Like, this is going to go a little long. Uh, I said we're going to get to the dirt sheet. Oh, where's the button? We'll do this one. Initiating startup sequence. Transfer of data complete. We had the Sammy Callahan bat incident. Uh, let me read a little article from you. We'll we'll uh, we'll catch up together because I guess Jim Cornette is involved somehow, and 
Whenever Jim Cornette is involved, you know, I'm going to get a little bit annoyed. I love Jim Cornette. I find him one of the most entertaining guys to listen to. But he kind of falls in this, uh, let's take one extreme. Jim Cornette is one fucking extreme, okay? He's way far on one edge of every argument that there is to be made. Which annoys me sometimes. And in this case, uh, I think uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a case why... It can be both. Yeah, let me let me get into it here. This is by Sean R U E T E R. Is that Router Router? Over at uh, what is this site? Cage uh, dot com. All right, I want to give proper credit. This was <laughs> this was written on March third, which was five days ago, but. In case you missed it, and Impact Wrestling is working very hard to make sure that you don't miss it, a post-match attack spot that was taped in January but aired on the promotion's most recent pop TV episode on March 1st went awry. A baseball bat swung by Sammy Callahan sent Eddie Edwards to the hospital after it hit him in the head. And in parentheses... And a steel chair that Callahan, for some reason, placed over Edwards, even though Eddie clearly had to hold it in place to make it look like it was pinning him down. Okay, who fucking cares about that? You're you're, you're a writer. Don't say, well, this is a sloppy fucking segment. Blah, blah. Just stop it. Stop it. You're, 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 you, you want to be a journalist, apparently, because you're writing articles. Just let's, 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 let's stick with what happened. Don't put your slant on it, motherfucker. Okay, I got a little hot. I'm sorry. I'm a little hot still after listening to the Sam uh, Roberts Wrestling Podcast where he had David Bixenspan on, and David Bixenspan came across like an ass clown. And uh, Sam Roberts pretty much just buried his ass, saying, uh, I don't think wrestling journalism is actually a thing. Back to the article. One of the advantages of Impact's months in advance taping schedule is that by the time the episode was seen by the public, Edwards was medically in the clear. So everyone involved can get on with the business of using the incident to get attention on the product. Something non-Impact employees were happy to help out with. One of the selling points of the Edwards-Callahan spot is how ill-advised and how poorly executed it was. Oh, fuck, here we go. Impact's brass seemed to know that it would draw some attention and interest from internet fans and release multiple angles and slow-motion footage of the incident. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Okay, now they have a picture of the Twitter here. Okay, this is the this is the video. Turned on the volume a little bit on this, but yeah, this is the impact uh, the impact wrestling official video of the incident. Yeah, no. Um, I didn't really pay much attention. Like I saw it once and just kept kept right on going yeah and they show Eddie Edwards walking through the backstage area he's got a ice pack on his face and he's got blood all over him and he is believe me Sammy I'll be back for you he is clearly fucked up um in case you didn't see it 
basically, yeah, they took a took a folding chair, put it over Eddie Edwards, and I don't know what the end game was, but it's like the chair got jostled around, and like I think he was supposed to hit the chair, miss the chair, and just caught him right in the eye. Now, it was yeah, like like as much as I just buried the 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 writer a little bit, I shouldn't say buried. I'm just I'm just a guy. I don't bury anybody, but um, I think the guy is kind of right here. It just looked awkward. Probably could have done without it, but hey, um, one of those drew the ire of Jim Cornette, who raised some legitimate concerns in a signature in a signature profanity laced tirade. This is what Jim Cornette tweeted. Okay, I just saw this for the first time. Okay, I'm just... Okay, I just saw this for the first time. Okay, I sound more like uh, Gilbert Gottfried there. But you know what? We're going to roll with it. Here's Jim Cornette's... Uh, here's here's Jim Cornette's take on it on Twitter. Okay, I just saw this for the first time. At the Eddie Edwards should have beat the shit out of this stupid fuck. He set it up shoddy, was careless with his shitty swing, and they shouldn't have been doing it to begin with. Who the fuck trained at the Sammy Callahan? I'm fucking hot. Uh, Sammy fired back with a pretty classless response. He tweets, This hurts, Jimmy. I'll just keep watching my bank account go up. Uh, Jesus. All right. Uh, Continuing the article, which drew the criticism from NXT player coach Cassius Ono, whose first stint with WWE briefly overlapped with Callahan's time in the company and the developmental system. Cassius Ono. Oh, he, I'm sorry, Cassius. (laughs) It is in... (laughs) He has the, he has how to say it in his, in his Twitter name, and I still keep, I, I still keep butchering it, Cassius. Cat, fuck you! I'm saying Cassius. You know what, Cassius Ono. I'm gonna call him Cassio. How about that? The old keyboards and watches from the '80s. Uh, Cassio Ono said, "Really, really." There is zero correlation between how much money you make and what happened in that ring. You should be embarrassed. Ashamed. Um. Anyway, let's play this clip next. Uh, Sammy Callahan fires back after the baseball in- uh, baseball bat incident. And he gave this interview to TMZ Sports on March 2nd, which was uh, uh, about six days ago. Check this out. The last 24 hours have been rough for me, and impact management told me it'd be in my best interest to go out of my way to just address what went down last night at Impact on Pop. I hit this man in the face with a baseball bat. In the last 24 hours, I've been getting all this hate and all this negativity online, and Impact says, yo, you have to go out of your way to make this right. People are saying we crossed the line. So from the bottom of my heart, I have to tell each and every single one of you, I'm not sorry for a single thing that happened. Look at me and tell me I am not being serious. I do not feel bad. TMZ is messaging and interviewing Eddie Edwards when they should be interviewing me. The most dangerous man in professional wrestling today. Oh yeah, and Jim Cornette, you can kiss my ass too. So... 
I mean, this is obviously now they've they've turned this into a storyline, which is fine. And you can tell because if that were if if they were if it weren't okay, how do I put this? I'll try to do this as entertainingly as I can, but you could tell coming out of the gate with that uh, in that video, within the first three seconds, you can tell you can tell that that this is that that this has now become a story and this is essentially a work and here let me try to explain why all right let's listen to the first few seconds of this clip again last 24 hours have been rough for me and impact management told me it'd be in my best interest to go out of my way to just address what went down last night an impact on pop okay now you can just tell by the tone and the cadence right off the bat because if you're going to come out and and actually in uh, in an interview, you're gonna probably sound a little something like this. Yeah, no, the the bad incident was it was pretty brutal. It was brutal for everybody involved, and you know it, it's the professional wrestling industry, and I feel bad about it. I feel terrible, uh, and uh, yeah, I just hope that Eddie Edwards can get back in the ring pretty quick. You know, it sounds a little something like that. I'm definitely not super great promo guy but even if uh even if uh he he was like a complete asshole it probably sounds something like yeah screw him you know what that's fine you know (laughs) but like no he comes out dna impact management like he has that there's like a certain kind of cadence that most wrestlers have when they're cutting a, a, a wrestling promo am i right you can kind of tell and that sounded like a wrestling promo. That didn't sound like a fuck the world kind of guy. That sounded like a wrestling promo. And I'm not hating it. I'm not hating on it at all. Like it's it's probably what needed to happen. Because that's what this is. This has now become an angle. The injury very, 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 very obviously real. But this is what I this is I love these kind of stories because you immediately have a bunch of people going, Sammy Callahan is a scumbag, and he's reckless, and everybody that makes points on that are are correct. But you know what else I hear a lot of people say? Wrestling is best when it seems real, when it involves real-life things. So you can't have your cake and eat it, too. In this case, both things are true. Sammy, Hall- uh, Sammy Callahan fucked up. He made a mistake, and uh, he should be criticized for the mistake. When you fuck up, you get criticism. I know I do at my job, so if Sammy Callahan had a bad day at the office, then somebody within the office should just go, hey, dude, you kind of fucked that up, man. What are we going to do going forward to make sure that this happens again? What did we learn? But at the same time, hey, this is entertainment. Everybody saw it. Eddie Edwards is apparently, by that article, since this happened in January, apparently he's fine now. We don't know. I haven't seen him on TV, but apparently he's fine now, which is great, by the way. But why not turn it into an angle? Jim Cornette himself should be, like, thrilled and tickled. Like, he he should have the sensation of of getting his undercarriage licked right now with joy because they're turning this into an angle. Like I can't remember. I'm trying to recall if he was the one that 
was ripping on it when somebody injures somebody and then they get on social media or they they get on Instagram and and there's like a picture of the guy who <laughs> the the guy who did the injuring and the guy who got injured in the hospital and smiling and shit like that it's like i don't know man but that's i guess that's not what cornet was really criticizing he was criticizing the carelessness and the kind of just dangerousness of the move which is fine i i think that's a valid point but yeah it's both things okay that's what it is it's an angle now that they're using to go forward to build storylines and shit like that and it was a dangerous reckless mistake that uh hopefully everybody learns something from Hopefully Sammy Callahan uh, is cool with Eddie Edwards. You, all, you, you just want to see guys like that just go, okay, it's cool. Like that's all you want is respect and an apology in, the, in those kind of instances, I would hope. That's what, I mean, just coming from my vantage point. I've, I've, had, I've had people accidentally injure me doing all kinds of shit. It's fine. Um, let's take a look at some, uh, some of my favorite. My least favorite things to read about, viewership and ratings, because I just don't give a shit, but it's it's fine. It, it, it's it's, it's kind of good to talk about numbers every once in a while. So uh, Thursday's Impact Wrestling episode, the one we just got done talking about, featuring Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan with the brutal pup, we just got done talking about that, drew 365,000 viewers. That's almost a 100,000 viewer increase from the 262,000 viewers the week previous, which was the lowest viewership of 2018. Wait, that was in the end of February. Why is it? That's never mind. That's fine. I think what I was going to criticize there was they, they, they put the lowest viewership of 2018. What was there? Seven shows? That's not very impressive. But this week was a new high for 2018. So congratulations on setting your lowest and highest uh, back-to-back in two shows out of the seven that have aired or something like that. But this is also the best number going back to July 13th, 2017, which drew 374,000 viewers. Impact ranked number 123 on the Cable Top 50 last week, or the Cable Top 150 Last week's show ranked 136th. Uh, the NBA topped the night with more than 3 million viewers across two games and a pre-show. Blech. So they got the numbers here. Do you want me to go down all the numbers? All right, January 4th was 309,000. The 11th, 276,000. The 18th, 309,000. The Genesis edition on January 25th, 310,000. Uh, they got this in parentheses, Reboot. Did they reboot the company on February 1st? 319,000. Yeah, I think so. I think I might have watched that show. But yeah, I'm not... Fuck that. I'm not going through all that. But 2017 average was 311,000. So this show is well above... Um the average for the last 14 months so maybe they're moving in the right direction i can't see anything on this show that i would just flagrantly go okay fuck it i'm not tuning in anymore like it was a good show i i i'm anxious to see this week's pay-per-view style show this is however concerning 
this is all this rumor and hearsay, and I'm not going to really talk about it in depth because I don't know. But uh, a number of Impact Wrestling talents recently reached out to PW Insider and alleged that they have been not paid for the January uh, 2018 TV tapings that were held in Orlando. Several of the talents also alleged that they were not paid for the November 2017 Bound for Glory pay-per-view or the TV tapings that were held that same week in Ottawa until after the Christmas holiday, right before the January TV tapings were held. There is now concern among talents that the same payoff pattern will continue and they won't be paid until the next set of TV tapings, which are currently scheduled for late April. Um, wow, because I'm just trying to put myself in, put myself in that scenario. You know, I work retail, and if I don't see all my money that I uh, all, all for the hours that I worked over fourth quarter until April. Uh, that is where I would be looking for a different job. And I think we can all safely say that that's a fair criticism, correct? So if that is the case, if they don't, if they do a set of TV tapings and then don't pay their employees until the next set, which could be as much as two or three months down the road, I think that's a fair criticism. Now let's see what old Ed Nordholm has to say. Uh, now I don't, I, I have not heard the name Ed Nordholm other than Bruce Pritchard's podcast or Vince Russo's podcast, so this is the first. Uh, this is the first quote I've heard the name. Now we get to. Now I get to judge this motherfucker. Let's see what he has to say. Talent is not behind on their pay. We generally provide for talent to be paid as independent contractors in the month following a month in which services are rendered. This was an improvement over the previous management where talent checks, oh god, checks is spelled C-H-E-Q-U-E-S. What is that? Is that a, is that a, is that a French thing? Checks? Alright, that threw me off, I'm sorry. I'm wondering if that's a typo or that's actually a thing. Uh, this okay. Let me let me restart. This is uh, an improvement over previous management where talent checks were issued only as the actual episodes air. Could have been as much as twelve weeks after tapings before final installments were delivered. Uh, I would argue that both are shitty. Anyway. We instituted a, a payment policy last year to pay for all services rendered in a month and in the following month, regardless of when the shows would air. Accordingly, checks for January were mailed earlier mid-month. Checks for November were mailed mid-December, and I understand got caught up in Christmas mail delays. We realized that one unexpected impact of moving our corporate offices to Canada has been a further delay with mail services going cross-border. We are working to streamline our talent payroll processes so future events will be paid paid closer to the beginning of each month after services are rendered. Oh, Jesus. Um, If what Ed Nordholm is saying is true, that sounds a lot better than... um, what the article said 
Do you know what I mean? Because the, the article is saying, like, there's, like, a huge gap, sometimes as much as, like, 8 to 12 weeks before the before you get paid, where, I don't know, this uh, this description that he's saying is, is kind of like I get pa- how I get paid. Like, um, right now, on uh, March 9th, I'm going to get my paycheck from... Let's see, it would be... This is such a boring segment, but I'm just... I'm trying to wrap my mind. Okay, my my paycheck will be uh, the hours that I worked between February 12th and February 26th. And I get paid for them on March 9th. So that's... That's not... I mean, that's not as... as I mean, that's not bad. Like, that's what I, that's what I have to go through, and I imagine a lot of you have to go through that, too. So... Like, I think Ed Nordholm maybe over-explained that a little bit. But if what he's saying is true, what he basically should have just said is, uh, you know, this isn't, a, this isn't a lot different than how everybody else in the world gets paid. So what's the big deal? Here's how I pay people. Just, I don't know. Maybe a story much ado about nothing. But when Impact Wrestling uh, is, is clouded with this history of not paying its talent, whenever something like this pops up, you need to be a little bit concerned. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, this is getting long. This is getting rambly. Let's uh, let's get the hell out of here with uh, the final word. Game over. Game over indeed, Amanda from the Saw movies. Hey... This has been kind of a fun day. Like I like uh I like talking about Impact Wrestling. I mean, hey, Impact Wrestling slash TNA has been my home. This is the one hundred and forty seventh across the line episode that I've done. And it's always it always seems to kind of pull me back in. Like whenever I uh I I am honored. I am 100% flattered by having this constant association with something that I have done in the past, and which is why I always keep kind of feeling like I should get pulled back into doing more of it. Like, uh, I'm I'm the across-the-line guy. I'm the Impact Wrestling podcast guy, and I've always embraced that. You know, but it's... Uh, I don't know. Uh, with the landscape of wrestling right now, it's 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 sometimes it's hard to get excited. And my uh, like like a lot of people, my home base starts and ends with the WWE and what they're doing. But I think we can all safely say, man, it is really cool to find a smaller underdog and try to enjoy i shouldn't even say try to enjoy but like try to help it grow like become a supporter uh me getting out here and talking about this if you if you weren't going to watch it anyway maybe this uh maybe this will get an extra set of eyeballs on it i don't know like i think impact wrestling has got a lot of good stuff going for it not to mention that i watch their twitch channel every once in a while let's uh, let's see let's let's can we go over to twitch for a second let's let's go to twitch i don't like twitch by the way i hate twitch as a platform but that's just a personal preference where the fuck is it 
No, it's on my menu somewhere. Okay, there it is. All right, if this if this all of a sudden gets really loud or something, I apologize because I don't have the I don't have the volume. I see they're broadcast. It seems like they're always broadcasting Impact Wrestling. Go check it out on Twitch right now. Come on, load faster. Oh my God, it's Raven. You're a scumbag. You're a disgrace. You're a two-faced man. Yeah, they got uh, Raven and Diamond Dallas Page in the TNA ring right now. What's Raven's part in all this? Maybe not later, but soon, and for the rest of your life. Quote the Raven. It's never more. Okay, so there you go. They got stuff constantly going on on Twitch, so you can go check out classic old Impact Wrestling stuff over on their Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I I like supporting the underdogs and stuff like that, and man, I'm really starting to get sick again. Like, I'm starting to get a little woozy and a little dizzy, but um... I, I suppose I, I can already hear the questions. Are we seeing a return to across the line? I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I am committed to doing one thing, however. Everybody, not everybody, but, like, I get f- frequent questions of, like, where can we find those old Across the Line episodes? Because there was a lot of kind of poking and prodding. There was one episode of the 94 Club podcast that I did a couple months ago where I played the first episode of Across the Line and kind of just criticized it and and listened to it and did commentary on it and pretty much buried my own work. And it got a lot of a lot of kind of positive. Like it was 100% positive. It's like, oh yeah, I remember the man nostalgia sells man like people were people were excited to hear across the line again so um i'm going to commit myself probably over my upcoming vacation i'm gonna have two separate kind of mini vacations i got one coming up i believe the 23rd of March through like the 28th and I'm probably going to take Wrestlemania weekend off too it's going to more than likely happen during that Wrestlemania block where during the day I'll work on uh, I'll work on this and then at night watch wrestling but what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a new feed that features and eventually I'll get them all up I'm going to put all of the old across the lines back up. That way, the feed is there. And if I feel like uh, doing an across the line, I will throw across the line on there too. So just, you know, and, and if I do happen to record an across the line show, that's where it's going to go. So that way, I got two separate kind of podcast feeds one for uh, TNA Wrestling and one for the 94 Club. That's going to be. Uh, that's going to be the deal going forward. Hopefully I can get across the line up on iTunes like this one is. It's going to take some work, but I think it, I think it'll pay off. I think people wanted it enough. So, and I aim to please. So that's kind of what I'm going to do. So look for that. I'll keep you guys updated. But in the meantime, man, I'm feeling really, really nauseous and I'm going to go, uh, probably vomit. 
and go lay down for the rest of the day. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and okay, I don't have my soundboard up anymore. Let's try this again. Uh, thanks for listening, and goodbye now. Yes, goodbye.